535 with the doors. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. You're back after a big meeting, huh? Well, it didn't just end now. I mean, it ended <laughs> hours ago. I didn't have a, wasn't that long of a meeting. It wasn't a Rock 102 staff meeting where it lasts, you know, hours and hours and hours. No. Uh, we'll get to some of what happened yesterday. But, uh, you know, everyone walked out of there feeling uh, positive. Hmm. About a, lo- a couple of things. Like HIV positive or no, just no, like no, no. Uh, emotionally positive? Sure. Somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah, Somewhere yeah. in between uh, all that. The latest on the Mayflower Marathon. Yes. Also, yeah. comedian Tom Cotter will be joining us today. He's coming to the Rourke uh, Comedy Club. Yeah. Next month. Well, which is only a couple of weeks away. Still. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not rush things. Uh, there's that and more. It's 536. We're back. Steve and Dave and Rock 102. New England Patriots foot. It's a crock. It's 5:49, and Van Halen with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Yes, yeah, so more hot weather headed our way into the 80s for today. I guess, look, I had a little rain overnight, but not much. Not enough to cure the drought conditions. That's for sure. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Brad Pitt's Make It Right Foundation has made a deal to repair all those homes that were built in the lower Ninth Ward in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Residents sued, claiming they were poorly built. So he's stepping in to refix them. And that would make it right? That would make it right. I can't imagine that. You get a... Your house gets destroyed. You get it uh, all built up brand new by an insurance company. And it needs to almost be rebuilt again because there's so many problems with it. Well, you know, uh, construction ain't all what it used to be. You ever hear like the old uh, the old adage, they just don't make them like they used to? Yeah. That's exactly what this is. Such an unfortunate place to live, too. I mean, we complain about Western Mass sometimes, and this region of the country in New England, but uh, wouldn't want to live down there i wouldn't want to live any metro area or any kind of it's just it's just too much and i'll uh, go out on a limb and say you know what when it comes right down to it where we live right now the best damn place in the whole earth yes it is i've been drinking since midnight <laughs> i was wait, gonna say yeah. wait isn't disney the best place on earth hold on a second you can't claim no, that. that's the happiest place oh on earth. okay you're right what well, i was saying this is the best place yeah. on earth we just happen to have one or two thousand miserable people to ruin it for everybody. You want to win a thousand bucks? Yes. You got to uh, watch ten hours of Full House in twenty-four hours. Ooh, that's a hundred bucks an hour, though. Yeah, you think guess. about it. I guess uh, Full House, which ran for eight seasons, is celebrating its thirty-fifth anniversary since its premiere in nineteen eighty-seven. This year, the uh, anniversary takes on special significance as it's the show's first anniversary since the passing of Bob Saget. At the beginning of this year, Bob's impact on the show and the world is immeasurable, and he is sorely missed. To celebrate the series and the legacy of Bob, Choice Mutual is paying one person $1,000 to binge-watch 10 hours of their favorite Full House episodes in 24 hours. But you also have to watch some of your least favorite episodes, too. Yes. you got to watch them all. But they want you to do social media updates in like while you're watching them. I'd be asleep after two or three episodes. I don't, you know, I don't really know if I can earn that kind of cash. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But hey, at least it's full house. It's not some uh, crappy show or anything. Yeah, right. You wouldn't want that. No. 
Uh, Jack White has a question about Snoop Dogg's new cereal, Snoop Loops, because it claims to have, quote, more marshmallows. He goes, quote, more than what? A bag of sand or a typical Caesar salad? <laughs> there's, there's been no answer from Snoop's marketing team. We could count them. I guess you could. Can we get them anywhere? Can you get them around here or not? Have you checked? I haven't seen them on the grocery shelves. I don't know, but now I want a Caesar salad with marshmallows mm-hmm. in it. I'm not quite sure uh, your local big white world class market is uh, <laughs> set to jump to the opportunity to get some Snoop Loops in the in the cereal aisle. I Maybe hate, a Whole Foods or something. I hate marshmallows, by the way. Add it to the list of watermelon and. Uh, no, let me write that down. Yep. Hey, Save I'm, that note. I'm still uh, I'm still uh, itching to try that chocolate Cheerios. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll buy a box today. Again, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for a report on that. Uh, Jonah Hill has deleted his Instagram, and it seems uh, pretty likely it has something to do with his recent admission that he suffers from anxiety. Jonah made a documentary called Stuts, and it's all about mental health and his own personal journey through therapy and other coping mechanisms. And in a letter published on Wednesday, Jonah said he will not make personal appearances to promote the film or any of his other upcoming movies because it just makes things worse. Mm. Quote, if I made myself sicker by going out there and promoting it, I wouldn't be acting true to myself or to the film. That just sounds like a lazy way to not promote your film. Get <laughs> yes, away. It does. I mean, I, I, I can appreciate the anxiety thing, but that's uh, just saying, well, I don't, I'm not going to go out there and promote it. That's the whole point of the movie is I have anxiety that I don't want to go out. I hope uh, the work will speak for itself, and I'm grateful to my collaborators, my business partners, and to all reading this for your understanding and support. If I'm a filmmaker, I'm almost kind of glad that he's not going to be promoting my film. Uh, yeah, I would be too. Especially uh, since you're lacking on the promotional part. Right. You, know, you don't want you don't have that edge anymore. That's right. He's done. The uh, woman who allegedly appeared in that R. Kelly sex tape when she was 14 testified against him yesterday. She's 37 now, and she says she had sex with Kelly hundreds of times before she was 18. As if you didn't need another reason to not like R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, the reasons have really stacked up. Well, I mean, he's such a he's such a good guy other than that one or 300 incidents <laughs> that he's accused of doing. Yeah, you, you, you want to separate the art from the artist. Right, yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson will serve an 11-game suspension and pay a $5 million fine, but he's not admitting to any wrongdoing. He says, uh, quote, I'm moving on with my career and my life, and I'm not going or I'm going to continue to stand on my innocence. Wait, has he got a showbiz career all of a sudden? <laughs> what do you mean? Deshaun Watson, the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Well, he's a celebrity. Okay. All right. I was just curious. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's part of the Hollywood Report, okay. Dave. I don't, right. I, I don't hey, know. I'm just, I'm just, uh, maybe he's got a, a development deal in the works. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's going to start a sitcom. Yeah. Uh, where he owns a whole chain of massage parlors. Uh, 89-year-old Willie Nelson said he had COVID back in May and almost didn't survive. He tested uh, positive while on his tour bus, and when he got back home, he had to get a mobile medical unit to his ranch. Quote, COVID ain't nothing to laugh at, that's for sure. Mm. Two weeks later, he was out playing again. Well, see, nothing can bring Willie Nelson down. It must be all that chronic weed that he smokes. How old is he now? 89. Jesus. Hey, he's still going. He's still performing it's at the, 89. It's the weed that's kill, keeping him alive. 
Yeah, you, you get to 89 years old, you have this uh, whole career. Most people you think would want to retire, but he just... He keeps on going. There was an interview I saw with him not too long ago that said, I'm going to keep playing, and you know, if I have a heart attack on stage, I have a heart attack on stage. That's just what it is. Do you still have enough hair left to have those uh, pigtails, by the way? Well, sure. He, yeah, probably he, extensions. Yeah. Probably, they're probably fake. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but uh, there you go. That is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, yesterday the NFL and the NFL Players Association agreed to take the six-game suspension of Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson and magically transform it into an 11-game suspension and a $5 million fine. Now, on the surface, that seems like a much harsher punishment, and technically, it is. However, I've become fairly skeptical of these kinds of things over the years simply because it's hard for me to believe that there are 24 different women recounting many of the same details of Deshaun Watson's despicable behavior who are simply just making it all up. And while there were no criminal indictments set against him after two separate grand juries, it is the words coming out of his mouth that have me wondering whether an 11-game suspension and a multi-million dollar fine are enough. Yesterday, following the NFL's announcement, Deshaun Watson spoke publicly that while he maintains his innocence, he apologizes to anyone who was, quote, triggered by this situation. He also went on to say, quote, I apologize once again for any pain this situation has caused. I take accountability for the decisions I made. So which one is it, dude? Are you innocent of exposing your genitals or touching these women with your penis or demanding sexual contact? Or are you taking accountability for your decisions? Because honestly, I'm not sure how you do both. To me, this is the NFL's way of trying to save face, hoping that you don't notice, and neither will Deshaun Watson's victims, except they will notice. Especially the part where the NFL is hoping that with an 11-game suspension and a $5 million fine, you victims will shut up about it. I'm sure many of you will also notice that the day he comes back, he'll be facing the Houston Texans, the very team he used to play for before the Cleveland Browns gave him a fully guaranteed five-year contract worth $230 million, despite all of these allegations that led to him being traded in the first place. Folks, this whole situation stinks, and even with the additional five-game suspension, the punishment hardly fits the crime, and Watson, the NFL, and especially the Cleveland Browns should be ashamed of themselves. But hey, and my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got an away game? Camping? Tailgating? Get the Weber Traveler from Rocky's, a portable gas grill on wheels. You pop it open, fire it up, fold it, put it back in your trunk. The Weber Traveler, now only 400 bucks at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 610. And Guns N' Roses with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. About 90 today, about 90 tomorrow, about 90 on Sunday. Very little chance for rain. Uh, so I want to uh, I want to talk about uh, the meeting the meeting we had yesterday at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh yes, did you use the coupon code Hoops Four for your two dollars off? I didn't have to. Uh, wow. I actually was able to get in and not have to pay. What? I know. Did you VIP? That's all who you know, and I, I happen to know a few people over there. Anyway, uh, so this meeting yesterday included uh, myself, our general manager, David Oldred, Alex Byrne, our program director, Mm -hmm. 
uh, Representative Carlos Gonzalez, uh, someone who works in his office. Is he um, representing us? Is he representing Rock 102? No, he is no. He is representing his district. Oh, okay. Because, okay? I mean, and the Hall of Fame falls into his district. Because he'd be good for the road crew. He actually has radio experience. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he actually can, does. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so it was uh, all of us. Uh, one of the guys from the open pantry, uh, Terry Maxey, was uh, also there on a Zoom. And uh, this gentleman from, from Colebrook uh, Management Company and John DeLiva, all in this conference room at the Hall of Fame. Now, what is DeLiva's exact title with the Hall of Fame again? Uh, he is the president of the Basketball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He answers to a board, mm-hmm. uh, of a, a board of governors or an executive board, or, you know, whatever it Part-cheesy is. Parcheesy board. It could be a Parcheesy board. Mm-hmm. That is a good game. Mm-hmm. Hours of entertainment. Right. Good for the whole family. Right. Anyway, the, the, the purpose of this meeting is, and I think we all kind of went into it with very parsed expectations, because clearly, uh, you know, they've made their decision. They're not backing away from their decision. But they did offer some ideas for the for the Mayflower Marathon. And it was like a six-point plan. I'm not going to go through all six points because some of the things that they're suggesting have been suggested already. Some of the things they're suggesting are things that we've been doing for a while already. Mm-hmm. Some of the things are, are not entirely practical, but that's not to say we won't use some of the things in this proposal to help bolster the Mayflower Marathon. We recommend that you change your oil every 3,000 miles. Yes. Uh, your, of course, uh, <laughs> your mileage may vary on that. But don't forget to change your batteries when the time changes as well. Exactly. And don't play with matches. That was the other uh, very important thing to keep in mind. 22 was uh, was at the Hall of Fame, and they uh, they covered the story. I want to I play that for you. It's only take uh, like a minute or two, but uh, this is from uh, 22 News uh, yesterday afternoon. Good evening and welcome to 22 News at 6. I'm Ciara Speller. Yes, you are. We're going to have that story in just a moment, but first, only on 22 News, an update tonight on the Mayflower Marathon. A meeting was held at the Basketball Hall of Fame this afternoon to discuss the location for Rock 102's annual food drive. 22 News reporter Alana Flood was the only local reporter at today's meeting. She joins us live in studio with what's in store for the future of this event. Yes, just this afternoon, Representative Gonzalez met with John Doliva, president and CEO of the Basketball Hall of Fame, representatives from Colebrook Realty, Open Pantry, and Rock 102 to determine the future location of the Mayflower Marathon. Rock 102's Mayflower Marathon, a huge community-driven event that raises money for the Springfield-based Open Pantry, is looking for a new host location after the Basketball Hall of Fame said it could no longer accommodate the event due to, quote, anticipated increased parking needs. This afternoon, a meeting brokered by Representative Gonzalez was held about the future of this fundraising effort. The Mayflower Marathon will be hosted in the city of Springfield. We hope that the Hall of Fame will have a presence within that three days uh, event. And we look forward to having a uh, decision made in the very near future that potentially will bring new players into making this the most successful event ever to raise funds for the open pantry. Representative Gonzalez adds this year the event is looking bigger than ever before. He said the overall mood of the meeting was a positive one. Proposals for the event were all submitted today and another meeting to narrow down the proposals will be held within the next seven to ten days. The plan for next year's Mayflower Marathon will be announced before September 1st. Working for you, Alana Flood, 22 News. All right, so 
first of all, uh, thanks to Carlos Gonzalez, who, you know, brokering this this uh, this meeting after what had happened over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. was was nothing short of a really uh, big effort on his part. Uh, he really wanted this to happen. Uh, I'm not sure that this discussion would have happened without him. Uh, so thank you to him because that was that was very, very well done. When he talks about a positive discussion, he's not wrong. We went in there not having great expectations. We walked out of there uh, with a couple of uh, positives in our head. One, I'm positive the Mayfield Marathon is going to be in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, I am positive that the Basketball Hall of Fame does not want us there. Uh, two, I'm also positive that we will not be at the Basketball Hall of Fame as a result of them not wanting us to be there. I'm also positive that some of these things in their six-point plan can be adapted to whatever we do. Not all of it, but maybe some, because there are some proposals out there that are very appealing. And we have gone through done uh, through a, a number of site visits. We've had a few meetings with some pretty substantial uh, members of our community mm-hmm. to make this happen. And I have said from the very beginning, the purpose of all of this for us is what's going to be best for the open pantry. Absolutely. And I had a conversation yep. with Terry Maxey from the open pantry uh, early yesterday afternoon. You know, he he wants what's best for the open pantry as well. And he is kind of leaving it in, in our hands to know what is going to work out best. And right now, we have some really good options. And they're going to be in Springfield. And the it's, lift the latch. The lift the latch seems like a wonderful possibility. Makaras. Makaras would be terrific. Valley Steakhouse. Valley Steakhouse has always been on the table. <laughs> Steigers. Steigers would be a home run for everybody. <laughs> Were these suggestions from the Basketball Hall of Fame? Uh, they could have been. Could I was, was going to suggest the Hotel Charles, but then I realized, oh, that's right. That came down with a wrecking ball. And, of course, an empty location right now in West Springfield, Mingles. You know, again, uh, we have been very specific to want to keep I this mean, in Springfield. But you got a hotel right there. Yes. Uh, in fact, I think the last time I was at Mingles, I saw one of the mattresses being pulled out of one of the motel rooms <laughs> bet. with an outline yeah. of human blood. So, I mean, <sighs> anything could happen over Exciting. there. Yeah. Yes. Well, so, all right. So basically, the gist of what happened yesterday is nothing really happened. It was more of just, uh, hey, uh, just uh, come on over here. We're not so bad. I, I, listen, I think one of the other things I am positive about is if this thing had not blown up the way it had, there probably would be no six-point plan. But, you know, I give them credit for, for, for trying. I think yeah. they you know they realize that this is probably bigger than they had anticipated, at least the blowback of this, of this decision. But ultimately, it, it shouldn't really matter no. whether we do it at the Hall of Fame or not, especially uh, yeah. since there are other places to go. And and again, we have not decided on anything because there's so many factors that go into it, uh, you know, with technical aspects and, and whatnot. But the, the thing is, we're going to be okay. We're And, and the open pantry is going to be okay as well. It's yeah. just, it's unfortunate that it has to have come to this. It shouldn't have had to. And and again, you know, they the Hall of Fame and, and Colebrook Realty, you know, reiterated the idea that they are that their capacity 
limits, not just in the the lot, but even the number of people going into, uh, you know, the new business, uh, the place to be, uh, you know, Plan B, Maxes. Everyone is reporting increased business, all of them, and including increased business of you know people visiting the Hall of Fame itself, mm-hmm. which is great. I get. I think that's 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 awesome. The place to be is really doing very very well. They're even doing better at the Hall of Fame here in Springfield than they are in their other locations. Well, that's good. Yeah, no, that's that's terrific. That's the and to be honest, that's the way it should be. Did they address their parking issues? Yeah, but we've been doing this for 20 some odd years even when the Hall of Fame was at capacity and there's never been a problem. You're also talking about about an event that literally only lasts 52 hours. It's not like we're going to be permanently down in anyone's location for a full year. We're talking about 52 hours, yeah. maybe an additional 24 hours of setup to make sure yeah. that we're all set to, set and ready to go. And by usually 11 o'clock, 1130 on that Wednesday, everything has been cleared and broken down and cleaned up. Right. I mean, it's it's an efficient process. So, I mean, am I satisfied with what happened yesterday? I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say. We, we we already knew that there was there was going to be no decision decision change, kind of going into that. We kind of had that feeling that uh, before this meeting that this was really more of uh, them just trying to lend their ideas. I think this was more about you know them trying to you know extend an olive branch in this whole thing because nobody listen for all the people that have said oh we should boycott uh, you know the hall of fame we should boycott uh, you know any of their the restaurants i'm telling you right from the beginning please don't do that that's mm-hmm. not necessary that's the wrong approach to this take that frustration and anger and find a way to help the people at the open pantry i would rather see you take that kind of effort and do it that way uh because to me that's it doesn't matter what the Hall of Fame wants uh, out of us or doesn't want out of us. It's the open pantry that you, you know, benefits here. Mm-hmm. And that and that's going to be our focus. Like you said, Steve, I mean, there's a lot of complicating issues, a lot of yeah. moving parts in determining where we're going to go. You know, and there are the options that are out there. I think some of the proposals can be adapted can so, be like intermingled, you know. I mean, yeah. they, they, mm-hmm. we can have the best of every proposal as a part of this. Was there some face saving on behalf of the Basketball Hall of Fame? I know it's been labeled as a PR nightmare at some point. And did they save a little face with regard to what they did yesterday? Then you know, it, it's it, it's hard to say. I, I mean, I would say by the fact that they agreed to have this meeting mm-hmm. with Carlos Carlos Gonzalez, I would say yeah, maybe a little bit. But they've got a lot of other you know, the, the the problem with the Mayflower Marathon is it, as it applies to the, the the Hall of Fame is it winds up begging a lot of other larger questions mm-hmm. about the Hall of Fame and what they do and mm-hmm. and where they decide to do a lot of the things that they do. Those are the questions that still remain unanswered. You know their association with Mohegan, the fact that they've taken you know state money, local tax dollars, and do most of their things in you know in in Connecticut 70 miles away those are the things they still have to answer to those are the things they still have to justify the Mayflower Marathon if they don't you know if they if they feel they got a parking issue all right well they it's their it's their lot it's mm-hmm. their property they get to decide 
Mm-hmm. They're the ones in charge. But do they save face? I would say mm-hmm. no, no, not entirely. They still have a lot of issues yep. that need to be answered. And until that happens or until they can correct those things and bring everything back to Springfield where it belongs, I'd say there's still question marks. Okay. I mean, am I am I off on that? I don't no, think. I think I think you're absolutely right on point with that. Yeah. So, so as far as where we're at, you heard in the 22 story. We hope to have an answer by September 1st. It's only what another two weeks away, less mm-hmm. than two weeks away. Mm-hmm. So we're getting close, and we're gonna and we and when we announce it, you know, I'm not sure how we're gonna announce it yet because we haven't even discussed that right. much of it. But it you know it'll it'll be it'll be clear where we're doing it and and why. Because I think people need, to, I think people deserve to know what went into the decision. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of absolutely. our final decision. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be as uh, as 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 clear and as transparent as we can possibly be with this thing. Because again, it's what's best for the Mayflower Marathon. And until then, here's more Tom Pity. That's right. It's just about <laughs> six twenty-four. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock One Hundred Two. If you're an age. It's just about uh, 626. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Still got dangerous drought conditions in effect for today through the rest of the weekend. Uh, let's see. What a show today, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, comedian Tom Cotter will be joining us. Uh, we also have uh, tickets to that uh, Breakers concert of the Westfield River Brewing Company and uh, Bernie St. George uh, from uh, Cigars for Soldiers. That's an event coming up on Sunday in Chicopee. I'm going to be at that one, but I haven't seen that thing forever. And uh, so Bernie will be here around 8.45 this morning. Awesome. There you go. Uh, Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for today I learned. <laughs> John Gilgood all of a sudden. From, from Arthur. I don't even know. What Shall is I that? draw you a bow? Was that a movie? <laughs> yeah. You don't know. You don't know Arthur. I don't know. Well, it was before my time. That's where. That's actually a, a movie worth checking out. That's mm-hmm. very funny. Yep. Uh, oh, is that the Christopher Cross? Uh, yeah. Where you did that uh, sailing? Whole, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. No, no, not sailing. Wasn't no. sailing? Was it? Was uh, no? It was uh, Arthur Steam. Arthur's Arthur Steam. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's where the movie. There came you from. go. Hey, how about that? You learn something new every day. Is this Today, the thing? Is this the thing you learned? No, I had something really stupid, but uh, this was the best thing. Today I learned yeah. that uh, what were we just talking about? Arthur. Uh, Arthur Steam stars John Gilgood, who you just impersonated without even yeah. realizing it. John oh. Gilgood won an Oscar for that yes. uh, for that role and yeah. deserved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. fantastic. For sure. Well, you see, everything works out in the end, and see? that is today I learned with back Stephen Dave on Rock One Two. By the way. Garlic stored in oil can give you botulism. That was the other one. 6.30. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. A recap of a big story that Bax just covered a few minutes ago. 22 News reporting on the meeting that was held yesterday to discuss a new location for the annual Mayflower Marathon after the Basketball Hall of Fame decided to pull out of the event. Bax was there along with reps from the Basketball Hall of Fame and Carlos Gonzalez and reps from the Colebrook Realty Company and, and the Open Pantry. Pantry as well. Sorry? I was going to say, and the Open Pantry. Yep. And still looking into solidifying the future location for this big event. The crime of the stolen brass rails has been solved. 
41-year-old Elvin Andino, arrested by detectives earlier this week. The Symphony Hall railings have not been recovered. It appears unlikely they ever will be. And Mayor Dom Sarno caught up with 22 News recently to talk about this situation. And, of course, we're going to have to replace him. But just how people can get uh, that way and, and have the, I can't say what I want to say, but have the intestinal fortitude to do that. We have cameras all over the place there. It's just absolutely despicable, and they shame on them. There you go. There you go. Dom Sarno laying down the hammer on uh, Elvin Andino, uh, the 41-year-old suspect who was arrested in the crime. Uh, As far as the brass rails themselves, probably already sold to somebody. And as far as Andino is concerned, he's had more than 50 prior arrests and arraignments. Uh, Sarno also used the opportunity to, you know, discuss as a referendum the idea of... uh, bail reform and the idea that these repeat offenders keep getting let out on the streets. I ain't wrong about that. You know, I was exposed to COVID-19 and COVID-19 had to go into quarantine for a month. <laughs> he, By the way, <laughs> Sarno also saying that he hopes that Andino will be forced to polish the new brass rails once they are installed. As, he's, he's additional, to polish it? as additional punishment. Well, that'll... that'll uh... He should be, yes, 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 that's what he should do. I was once bitten by a poisonous snake, deadly. Mm. And after a week of excruciating pain, the snake died. Yeah. <laughs> the mayor's got that kind of power. He does. I and that's why him. you don't want to touch his brass. Mm-hmm. Nearly four years after the brutal prison murder of Winter Hill gangster James Whitey Bulger in West Virginia, a West Springfield mob hitman. Freddie Gias indicted Wednesday in connection with the slaying, along with two other guys, Paul DiColagero and Sean McKinnon. Gias serving life in prison for the 2003 murder conspiracies of Springfield mob boss Big Al Bruno and low-level mob associate Gary Westerman. Now, I only say low-level because that's the way the story is written. I don't mean to characterize any mobster as being, quote, low-level but the story in 22 News characterized him as thus. It's uh, the, it one story. You were playing audio from, uh, from uh, the story from the reporter talking about uh, how Freddie Gius uh, pounded the living snot out of Whitey Bulger. Yes. And, uh, and the reporter talking about uh, the shocking details of the beating. Well, he killed the guy in the beating. And that shouldn't even be news. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been a while. You know, Freddie definitely got the, definitely got his. But it's like, man, I got to tell you, it's a pretty, uh, pretty bold move to do there in prison. Even if, even if you suspect someone's a rat. That's right. In West Springfield, got a new roundabout coming. It's twelve hundred and fifty feet. It's going to be added as part of a $3.8 million upgrade planned for Elm Street. Construction expected to begin June of next year. There will be a better flow to traffic and pedestrian signage and benches and flowers and some additional beautification added to the new roundabout, all according to West Springfield Mayor Will Reichelt. Will, the, uh, will it make you go uh, out and out and spend the day your way? It all depends whether you're willing to call it to morning driving through the sound and in and out the valley. I mean, the music, dance, and sing. They make the uh, the children really ring. I spend the day your way. Again, 
All depends. Will you call it morning driving through the sound and in and out the valley? Did you check with John Anderson as to whether or not you could speak that way on Rock 102 or not? What are you talking about? Well, I don't, I don't need his permission. Westfield police are searching for a woman that entered the Walmart dressed like a store employee and stole a bunch of stuff. Happened on July 29th around 1130 in the morning. The suspect seen on surveillance cameras. That lady. Good for her. What? <laughs> creative, creative thievery? Absolutely. I've been saying this for years. If you look like you play the part, nobody will question you. Yeah, but she's being caught anyway. She's got. There's a good picture of her on the security cam. And that's the point that uh, Mayor Sarno was making about the brass rails. There's security cameras everywhere these days. Yeah. True, but, you know, uh, the blue smock. Mm-hmm. Is it shows this woman was a master of disguise. Mm-hmm. I bet you there's people that work at Walmart that don't even know other people in the store that they work next to are working there. That's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think the only reason why this person got caught is because there's one security guy finally paying attention to his job. Yeah. I bet this kind of thing happens all the time. People with fake smocks walking into into to Walmart. Stealing stuff, you know, like tube socks, underpants, and a package. I should uh, be a greeter for a couple hours. Get that blue smock on. Hey, how you doing? Mm. You want to check my receipt? No, just go. <laughs> you can go. I had that happen at the Walmart in Windsor just the other night, actually. Yeah. I was more than willing to show them my full receipt. I had a bag full of stuff with me. The guy well, said, you're, eh, you're good. That's because you're a good citizen. But, you know, there's something about the idea of getting your smock on that sounds pretty cool. Uh, you ever walk out of a store and the alarm goes off and then uh, they're like, you know, they make yeah. you stop for a second? Yep. Or, or, yeah. You know, or, and so they might check you out. I was in, uh, I can't remember where I was at. I was at oh, Walgreens. Walgreens. And the thing goes off as I go out. It was something that I had that, that had the tag inside of it. And then uh, the guy just goes, hey, you're all set. Mm-hmm. Just go. And I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. I forgot uh, $300 worth of other items back there. <laughs> Can I go back and get them? I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot to take all that Sudafed. Yeah. I was going to turn into meth later on. Back to the woman posing as a Walmart employee, because that's what she was in order to steal stuff yeah. in Westfield. The Westfield police had some fun with this on their social media page. They posted, quote, apparently she mistook everyday low prices for everyday no prices. All right. Uh, we need to work on the comedic uh, antics of the Westfield Police Department. <laughs> there should be a writer for them. Maybe they need a comedy uh, you writer. You know, I will, we, I, I will be willing to offer my comedy <laughs> writing services for free. Uh, they said that she stole two expensive vacuums and a trash bin. With some bags before fleeing the store. That's some. Uh, that's like the the lieutenant going, "Hey guys, watch this. Hey, hey, we put this up on social media. Uh, we put this really good pun in there. I huh? get it. Yeah, watch out for falling prices." <laughs> Again, that would probably work in the small uh, open mics, but it were, you couldn't get into the big rooms like the Roar Comedy Club with yeah. something like that. Which, by the way, Tom Cotter coming up after seven o'clock there this morning. There you go. A Western Mass dude is looking for love on TV. Joel Beerwert has landed on Love Island, USA. He entered the villa earlier this week. This is a show that runs on the Peacock, one of NBC's affiliates. And the dating show's big surprise bombshell was the appearance of this guy from Northampton. He's a bodybuilder. He works as a welder and a fabricator. And among the fun facts offered by Mr. Beerwurt on the show, he once swam an open water mile 
with ex-Olympian Elizabeth Beasel. Now, has Dom Sarno done that? Has he swum an open water mile? No. No, the, this, the mile would swim to him. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Beerwurt also went to his senior prom, according to his bio, less than 24 hours after an emergency appendectomy. How about that? That's something. I couldn't die. Yeah, I had my appendix out as a kid. I couldn't have well, I couldn't have jumped in a pool after that, something like that. Yes. The 27-year-old Mr. Beerwurt hoping to look for some love on Love Island, USA. I've not seen that show. You guys, have you seen it? I've not. No, of course no, not. I Most uh, people with uh, any sense at all have never seen that show. But isn't it nice that a local guy yeah. is getting a little uh, chance to, sh- to have some love mm-hmm. on national television? Yeah. On the Peacock. On the Peacock. You got the uh, the trash and homeless uh, camp. I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. You want to do that yeah, now? Go, yeah, go go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. You, you do it. Oh. You do it. Uh, the, I just see the headline uh, on Twenty Two News says trash and homeless camp on banks of Chicopee River. That's where my kids went. <laughs> homeless camp. Yeah, trash and homeless camp. The- hey, they're used to making a mess. Yeah, well, I said in your way to trash, trash and uh, a homeless camp. The pictures are pretty good, by the way. Those tents look pretty nice. They do, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, you know they had uh, they had one along the bike trail in Springfield years ago, and this guy, do you remember that the guy he like built like it was almost like a little mini apartment that he built. Uh, yeah, it was a I shack do. in the woods, and then he even had like a like a stall uh, to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. where he had one of them uh, Homer Home Depot buckets with uh, with the toilet seat on it, and and he even had like like the thing was decorated. It was. It was very well kept. Oh no, he he, uh, yeah. he he definitely used the space. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it burned in a campfire, which is really the, the, yeah. the toughest part. I the mean, everything part. everything you have is just you know ruined in the blink of an eye. Well, we go from the homeless locally to wine. The two sometimes go together. And this is a dream job for wine moms everywhere. The ultimate wine insider contest. Currently offering an all expenses paid wine vacation to Italy. Chile, South Africa, and France. And as part of the job, you'll get to help discover and craft new wines. To enter, if you want to enter the Ultimate Wine Insider Contest, you got to put together a video pitch by October 14th. You either write a song or you tell some jokes. That's where you would come in, Steve, as the joke writer for the Westfield Cops. Maybe you could help out the moms in this area interested in entering this contest. Or you could weave a romantic wine tale. Anything to show your passion. Wineinsiders.com is the place if you want to enter the contest. I would like some wine insider. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Drinking from the furry cup. (laughs) Well, assuming there is. I mean, could be, you know, could be bare floorboards there. And then you don't have a furry cup. It could be like a juice glass. Yes. Yes. Sippy cup. Yes, nice and smooth. Yeah, yeah. Plastic. Only get you a little yeah. bit at a time. There you go. Plastic, like the front of a Barbie. There. Oh god. Down below. It's six forty-two with back Steve and Dave. We've well, got a- you went a little too far with yeah, that. Now you're being gross. <laughs> Did I? Oh, I, I went you're too so far. So in a Barbie. You're right. Jeez. You're right. You know we got I'm- a broadcast license, don't <laughs> yeah, you, Dave? Yeah, I have to I'm that. only following the example you guys have set. For I don't. Decades. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, about. that's there you go. Project on us. <laughs> the mass hat is coming up next on Rock 102. Tonight. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's six fifty. 
and the cars. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Uh, going to be hot all weekend. It's uh, 58 in downtown Springfield. I just uh, want to mention uh, something here. There's a fundraiser going on uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, my buddy Billy the Trash Man, you've, you've met him before. I know Billy. He comes down and brings us donuts at the uh, Mayflower Marathon. He's not bringing us donuts on a Friday morning, I can tell you that. Well, uh, he's a little busy putting this uh, fundraiser together uh, for, uh, you know, a friend of theirs, a community member, uh, Cheryl uh, Visno. Uh, they're doing this over at the VFW on Veterans Way in Springfield. They're holding a memorial fundraiser to help offset uh, funeral expenses. So I have a hard that, – that's such a hard thing for me to fathom that you – you know, even after you're dead, they still want uh, – you still got to raise money to, to pay for, you know, a funeral. And, uh, you know, that's like basic stuff. I mean, it's kind of crappy. So that's tomorrow at uh, the VFW. Veterans Way in Springfield from 1 to uh, 6 p.m. Prizes, music, all that stuff. Uh, very good. Comedian Tom Cotter coming up in uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, he's going to be at the Roar Comedy Club in September. We'll tell you all the details about that and more. 6.50 right now. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's Mass Hat. Our Mass Hat Award today is going to go to a company. But before we get there, by way of introduction, remember we played the clip recently of Brad Pitt. And I know Steve talked about Brad Pitt in the Hollywood trash earlier. Or if you're hearing this uh, a little bit later on, uh, you know, or it's coming up on the... I'm always confused when we get to this point where we have to kind of jockey the stuff that we've done already on the show, but which is yet to come if people are listening on the podcast. Oh, my God, you're giving me a... Anyway, (laughs) you might remember this clip from Brad Pitt recently on the show. Toilet paper is an antiquated concept. (laughs) Yes. It's draconian. (laughs) I don't know why we're satisfied with this. I'm really, I'm really impressed with the with the smart toilet, the Japanese toilet, and thank God someone was thinking for all of us. This is the one that shoots the stream of water up into you there, right after you're done doing your business. All right. So, getting back to the Mass Hat Award to the company called Net Zero, they've invented a new form of sustainability for bathroom visits. It's a reusable cloth towel to be used instead of toilet paper. After using the facilities. All right. Then what do you use? You use the same one somebody else has used. You know, I saw an episode of, uh, I think it was Extreme Cheapskates. Mm-hmm. Remember that show? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, they had this woman who was doing that. She was using towels over and over again for her entire family. Mm. And uh, she had the fresh towels, which didn't look very fresh because yeah. of the... Uh, Oh, the artwork that had already been put on them that doesn't come out in the washing machine. Were, were these towels to be used specifically for bathroom visits or yeah. for just every She had a thing. whole bin oh. uh, that you would put it into after you were done doing your mm. business, and uh, it was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. It's not about cloth. you got to reuse that. Yeah. Not everything gets off the cloth when you put it in the washing machine. You think? And I'm not even sure this involves washing machines. So it involves toilet cloths, and then they're pulled out, folded in thirds after being used, and preferably used again after wetting with water. You know, I, uh, they're stored I, in a wet basket or bag and then thrown into the washing machine eventually. 
you know, there's really nothing wrong with toilet paper. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is a uh, it's a wonderful product, mm-hmm. and uh, I always choose never to skimp on the quality. Yeah. That's but that's me. Did the idea ever- of uh, you know washing myself with like a, a bolt of fabric doesn't really uh, doesn't really appeal to me that much. Do you ever like uh, go to a restaurant, uh, like you know, like one of them uh, fast food joints, and uh, they don't have like full size napkins? But they give you like the messiest thing. Like, let's say you get like sloppy chicken wings. Sure. But they don't have any wet naps and they just give you like a little tiny like cocktail napkin to yeah. wipe your face with. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's kind of how I'm picturing how this would go with one cloth because you have to keep <laughs> folding it to use the clean side of the napkin. And you get that little dab, you can get it off your chin. <laughs> According to netzero.com, these quote washable and reusable toilet paper cloths provide a cost-effective and eco-friendly. Is it eco-friendly or eco-friendly? Go either way with it. It's a way to clean yourself without creating waste or spending a mini fortune over time. And also, it's aligned with sustainability. So there you go. All right. <sighs> this is the future. No, it's 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 not my future. Net zero uh, doing this. I'm Net- surprised they're even still around. Net z- Well... <laughs> Well, the company went into the crapper, and now that's what they're doing. They're making <laughs> toilet wipes. It's disgusting. Uh, there's more info on netzerocompany.com if you want to check it out. No, I have really not. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'll be dropping money on in, in, investing in there. You're done with that. It's coming up on 656 with Back Steve and Dave. We've got a uh, special guest next hour. Actually, we've got special guests all morning long, right? Yes, yes, we do. Comedian Tom Cotter is going to be at the Roar Comedy Club September 9th and 10th, and uh, Bernie St. George. A little bit later on, talking about Cigars for Soldiers, a really good event coming up on Sunday in Chicopee. And coming up next in the 102-second sports, surfing at an iconic vacation spot. Gets you in trouble. We'll give you details straight ahead on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I've seen enough episodes of Jackass to know there are certain things in life that seem like a good idea at the time, but in reality, they are tremendously horrible ideas. For example, when a television reporter decides to do something hilarious on live TV... There really is nothing more satisfying than when things go wrong for the guy. Whether it's about sending a weather guy out in the middle of a hurricane or a seasoned reporter doing something stupid like hopping on a pair of jet skis with a live microphone in his hands. Things can only go badly. And that's what makes television, live television, so much damn fun. Case in point, I present to you Los Angeles Dodgers sideline reporter David Vasick who thought it would be a tremendously great idea to take advantage of covering the Dodgers' recent road trip to Milwaukee and give it a new spin. According to reports, Vasek made arrangements to try out the Bernie Brewer slide. Now, Bernie Brewer is the mascot of the Milwaukee Brewers, who, upon every Brewer's home run, comes out of his chalet and slides what is traditionally a giant stein of beer. It's the Milwaukee Brewers tradition that has delighted fans for generations. But Bernie Brewer is a trained professional whose qualifications require a specific skill set. You can't just go on the slide like you're some sort of expert. And that's what happened Wednesday night when David Vasek not only went down the slide, he also found himself with six cracked ribs and a broken wrist, all of which happened on live TV. 
Folks, I am very much aware of its long-held tradition. I'm also aware that there are liability issues which prevent unqualified people from busting into Bernie's chalet and hopping down on that slide. They never let me have a crack at it, and for good reason. Unless you know what you're doing, it's simply not a safe thing to do. And as a result, you have some idiot reporter in Los Angeles being forced to wipe himself with a stick. Oh, sure, David Vasek will do anything for a story, but you shouldn't be fooling around with the things you don't know how to do. And messing around with a mascot's workspace happens to be one of those things. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at the Craftsman 9-gallon wet dry vac. 80 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. I'm looking through the Rockies app. You can also find great, some great deals on the sales flyer at Rockies.com or pick up the flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 710 in the Clash with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Hot temperatures and dry conditions again today, tomorrow, and Sunday with highs right around 90 for all three days. Uh, comedian Tom Cotter is coming to the Aurora Comedy Club in uh, at MGM on September 9th and 10th, and he's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm well. How are you guys doing? All right. We're Terrific. Doing, doing great. Are you going to come in here to the studio finally? Uh, if they lift the restraining order, I would be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. No, he's been, he's been in the been studio before. Studio. Yeah, I know. A long, yeah. long time ago, though. You're talking maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, I was much shorter then, uh, but yeah, I have been there. Oh, you've, you've grown up since. <laughs> yes, I went through a little growth spurt in my middle age. Yeah. And and you haven't met Dave, our our new co-host. Yeah, Dave, say hi to say hi to Tom. Hey, Tom. Dave, good morning, sir. I'm sorry you have to deal with this riffraff. Yeah, and you can quit calling me, sir. That's yeah, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> that ain't gonna work. He's, he's not he's not no. deserving that yet. Yeah, I think didn't we talk to uh, Tom's wife recently on the show? We, we did. We did. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa. yeah. Oh, my wife here. Wait <laughs> yeah. a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, she was uh, she was hilarious when she was on the on the uh, show a few weeks ago. Tom, yeah. everybody, well, I'm, I'm just a little different. That's all. Yeah. Everybody in this business has your wife's number. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, before I met her, her nickname was Comic Relief, but I don't want to talk about it anyway. <laughs> uh. So, what's been new? What's been new? We haven't talked to you in a while. What's uh, what's happening with you? Nothing. I had a pretty good summer. Uh, you know, peeing in my neighbor's pool is wrong. I don't want to be right, and that happened this week. I got caught. Uh, on my neighbors, I wasn't subtle. I was standing on the diving board at the time, so um, I probably deserved it. But I've had a pretty good summer. The wife and I celebrated 21 years of marriage, which is amazing. It flew wow. by like it was a half century, and um, it's been great. You know, we give each other gifts. That's our big thing. And um, like this year, she gave me a toaster, which was really nice. Uh, it was plugged in, and I was in the bathtub at the time. But it was very nice of her to, to give it to me after our five-year wedding anniversary. She tried to surprise me with a car, but she missed. And then uh, <laughs> our 10-year anniversary, she got me one of those cards with the glitter in it. You know, the anthrax? Yeah, that, was, yeah. that was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then, uh, God, what did she give me? A, a, a bracelet with an inscription, do not resuscitate. I love her. I really do. <laughs> and you're still so with wonderful. us. You're a survivor, man. I am. Yeah, I, my I couldn't be. I couldn't be. We'll never get divorced because, frankly, neither one of us wants custody of the children. So <laughs> I think we're in this for the long haul. Speaking and of, who would want to be in the dating world right now? My brother is. Uh, he's my brother's unmarried five times, and so he <laughs> is now 
he's going through the whole dating thing, and he's doing the app thing, and he met a nice Jewish girl recently on Christian Mingle, which is very weird. <laughs> but then uh, he dated an arsonist. He met her on Match.com. Hey, and her, yeah. uh, her profile said she could light up a room. She was not messing around. <laughs> and, uh, ironically, that ended with a burning sensation when he would urinate, so he's glad that's over. But then... Uh, he dated a really tall woman named on, on Amazon.com, and then he dated a uh, older woman, Ancestry.com. He's not doing well. Is what I'm saying. It's, it's tough. So I'd rather be married. I think. <laughs> I was on Ancestry.com for a while. That's crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, good stuff. My DNA, uh, my DNA is everywhere. God, I don't want to talk about it. It's horrible. <laughs> You are. Uh, you thought you mentioned your kids. I, uh, I mean, I'm on your your Facebook page. You can't believe your kids are as old as they are. I mean, these kids have grown up pretty fast. Yeah, the three. We have three, literally, because two of them are 19 and one's 15. So we have three teenage boys at home, and it's really bad. Uh, the other morning, my wife woke up in an erection, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> whew, you know, of course, she said, I don't want to put this to waste, and oof, that hurt. Uh, but anyway, just a, just a tough morning. Uh, we, yeah, uh, Cameron, actually, my son Cameron just got his first hickey the other day, uh, and it was from Sally Johnson, who is his uh, math professor at college, so it was very awkward. Uh, but the, the lawsuit money should pay for his tuition. So Congrats. Looking forward to that, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, but things are good. I'm trying to be a nicer person. That's my thing now. Like, I'm trying to be less condescending. Um, Steve, that means talking down to people. So I'm working on that. Uh, I do a lot of good deeds. Most of them, you know, are court-ordered, but I do them, which is, you know, that's, that's half the battle. My brother gives 50% of his income to charity. That's his ex-wife's name, Charity. So he's giving back, and I... I've been, I'm just trying to be a nicer guy. So I want Dave to like me, basically. That's what it's mm. all about. How can you not? So. You are rapid fire, man. You have material like I've never heard before, like one after the At other. How do you do it? 7.05 you... in the morning. Yeah. What's going on with you? It's the fentanyl. It really is the fentanyl. <laughs> you know, um, comedy has always been in my blood. The, hep- the monkey pox, actually, is brand new, but the, the, uh, the comedy's <laughs> always been there. So... <laughs> When I first got into comedy, I was quiet and shy because I was a mime. And then uh, my first big break was in 1996. I fell off the stage, broke my collarbone. And then a couple weeks later, I had a date with Destiny. That was the stripper's name, Destiny. We went to a comedy club, and I watched these comics come out one after another and just make a room full of strangers laugh. And I said, I want to try that. And at the end of the night, uh, Destiny went home with the headliner. I was like, I'm going to try that. And so, it, you know, that's been my life ever since, you know. And then all of a sudden you, you hop on the Rock 102 bandwagon and it's been nothing but, nothing but a nuisance since. Rock 102. Hey, are you guys planning the Mayflower Marathon? Is that coming up? Oh, yeah. There's actually quite a few developments with that. Uh, we're not doing it in the same oh. place anymore because the Basketball Hall of Fame decided they don't have the room for in their parking lot for us. Well, they're dead to me now. They were dead to me before that, but they're really dead to me now. <laughs> yeah, no, we're definitely we're definitely doing it again, and it's definitely going to be in a in a new spot uh, that I think is going to be pretty exciting too. So, you know, we'll let you know. Excellent. Yeah, what uh, what the, How many what years that's all about? What was that? Twenty eight. Uh, Twenty eight. That is very 
impressive. Uh, all humor aside, that is very impressive. Almost Bravo. as long. I'll talk to you guys. Almost. You're you're been married about as long. You just told us that, right? Yeah, it's been. Oof, God. You know, they talk about the seven year itch. I've been married. I feel like I have poison ivy. Honest <laughs> to God, it's horrible. An eczema. <laughs> I'm scratching. <laughs> well, yeah, we had a fight the other night because I peed in the shower on her leg. <laughs> and apparently that's not allowed because <laughs> I'm a romantic, you know. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's supposed to be beneficial to like bug bites and stuff like that to do that. Yeah, I'm looking out for it. You know, yeah. Van Gogh famously chopped off his own ear and gave it to his lover. And of course, I'm not going to go quite that far, but what I do is that I take my toenail clippings, right? <laughs> and when she's not looking, I slip them into her purse, and that way she takes a little piece of me wherever she goes. Oh, that's nice. Sweet. That is romantic. Very sweet, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so... Wait, so, wait, how many years have you been married? 21 in a row. So is, tw- is, <laughs> is, is, is toenail the 21-year gift? <laughs> it is in our house. All yeah, right. Damn right. And you know what? You can keep making more year after year. Yeah, it's a gift that keeps giving. That's my thing. That's, he, he, <laughs> he said his DNA was everywhere, That's including right. his wife's purse. That's right. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's great to talk to you. I know you're coming to uh, to uh, the Roar Comedy Club at MGM on September 9th and 10th. Uh, I know Steve's talked to you about getting you back into the studio. We would, we seriously would love to have you if you can do it. I would love to do it, yeah, because I'm going to be right in your neighborhood, which should scare you and you should hide your children. But, yeah, I'll definitely come up. Well, so I, we've, already, we've already made arrangements for it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Perfect. I'm awesome. going gonna, gonna to declare him the king of LPMs, by the way. My, I had a radio boss years ago who measured our success as radio comedians by laughs per minute. I mean, Tom, he's like... Man, you must have been way behind. I, right. Oh, <laughs> we, yeah, he was... So, <laughs> thank God Tom saved us this morning. Yeah, good thing. <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, unfortunately it's quantity over quality, but there are a lot of fun times <laughs> for me. Tom, it's great to talk to you. We will see you real, real soon again. It's going to be the Roar Comedy Club September 9th and tenth. Always a great time talking to you, Tom. Great chatting with you guys. Farewell. Thanks, you man. too. Tom Cotter with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. GG Inks script. Back Steve and Dave. I think that's the song from the '60s that still sounds most current to me. I, I don't know. I still like that song. That's a good song. Well, good. You we'll know, hear it mean, five more times today. Well, I know, to your point, but I, I, you know, there are certain songs that you do get tired of. That one's not one of them for me. Hey, if you miss any part of the Back Steve and Dave show, you can always refer back to a podcast. Uh, any day of the week, we always uh, post it right after the show. You can uh, go on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you look for podcasts, including rock102.com, and download uh, the daily podcast. Also, Backstage Musical Podcast this week. I reposted my interview with Chris Franz from Talking Heads. Really cool interview uh, about his book, Remain in Love, which came out uh, in 2020 about uh, him, the Talking Heads, Tina Weymouth, the Tom Tom Club, and a bunch of other stuff. Nice. Very, very cool book. And then next Monday, this coming Monday, we'll be talking to Jeff Plate, the drummer for the uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Sabotage, Sabotage, and also his brand new band called All Terrain, which uh, is just uh, releasing uh, new music now. So... You'll be able to check that out Monday on rock102.com. Speaking of rock, and we had Led Zeppelin a moment ago. I don't know if you saw this or not, but Ozzy Osbourne saying that he got blown off by Jimmy Page, the great guitar player from Led Zeppelin. Ozzy invited him to play on that album that just came out, uh, Patient Number no. 9. Mm-hmm. Or I guess that's the single from the album. Maybe it's both. I don't know. But he had Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck. They both said yes. And he invited Jimmy Page and never heard back from him. 
Oh, because Jimmy didn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> Possible. We don't. We don't know what Ozzy sounds like on an email. Yeah, you know, he, that's true. I know what he sounds like when he's speaking. Yeah, I, I do. I'm sorry, Ozzy. I don't speak fentanyl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is its yeah. own foreign language. Right. Ozzy said it would have been cool to have the. Th- he called them the three greatest guitarists in rock history together on the album. Yeah, well, they all all three of them played for the Yardbirds. Yeah. So they, I mean, he's not wrong. Right. He's, he's def- definitely not wrong, but. Mm-hmm. You know what? Ozzy doesn't need Jimmy Page mm-hmm. to uh, to play with him. I guess not. So, it's uh, seven thirty. News is next. A Rock One Hundred Two. The Free Music Friday concert series returns to MGM. Seven thirty three. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over one hundred and twenty five years. NoonanEnergy.com. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Twenty two news reported yesterday on the meeting held yesterday afternoon to discuss. A new location for the annual Mayflower Marathon because, of course, the Basketball Hall of Fame pulled out recently. The big meeting attended by our own backs here right in front of us, along with John DeLiva, the president and CEO of the Basketball Hall of Fame. There were representatives from Colebrook Realty, the Open Pantry, and also Representative Carlos Gonzalez was on hand. Here's what he told 22 News. The Mayflower Marathon will be hosted in the city of Springfield. We hope that the Hall of Fame will have a presence within that three days uh, event, and we look forward to having a uh, decision made in the very near future that potentially will bring new players into making this the most successful event ever to raise funds for the Open Pantry. Representative Carlos Gonzalez on 22 News. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, and uh, a lot of flood reported that uh, everyone walked out of there pretty positive. Mm-hmm. As I said last hour, basically what the Hall of Fame did yesterday is they they gave us a six point proposal uh, of uh, of things that they would be willing to do for the for the open pantry for the Mayflower Marathon that have nothing to do with hosting uh, the Mayflower Marathon. That's that is clear. So as we said last hour, doesn't really matter whether they want us there or not. The Mayflower Marathon is going to go on no matter what. It is going to happen in Springfield. We have some proposals that we have to uh, consider. We hope to have an answer by September 1st. When we know, we will let you know, and we'll be we'll give you all the details as to what went into that decision. And uh, you, there's a way of incorporating ideas uh, that have been uh, presented to us over the last couple of weeks that could make this a, a really enormous event i mean it's already a big event but i mean this this whole situation um i think you know it adds a whole level your level of awareness uh that's that that can only be positive the hall of fame did not um, did not uh, disclose or talk about uh you know some of the other questions that were brought up by by michael dobbs in the reminder the other day when i was reading that or any of the other questions that people have about about things I and mean, we really were very specifically focused on the mayflower marathon and what and what to do so i appreciate the effort of representative gonzalez for for putting this together i think without him there would have been no meeting at all there would have been no six-point proposal so you have to tip your hat to uh, to carlos he did a really good job uh, putting this together Stay tuned for more. The stolen brass railings from Symphony Hall have yet to be recovered, but they did catch the guy who did it, 41-year-old Elvin Andino, arrested by detectives. Elvin Andino? Elvin Andino. These two guys? You know, it says one, and I know that Mayor Sarno was thinking it was a few culprits put together, but this is one guy. His name is Elvin Andino, and he's got 50 prior 
arrests and arraignments. 50 bocce balls. <laughs> Mayor Sarno. Am I crazy, yeah. or is that a lot of arrests? That's a lot of arrests. Uh, Mayor Sarno did praise the police for their swift action in arresting this guy, and he hopes that Andino will be forced to polish the new brass rails when they are installed at Symphony Hall. Is he going to spend a lot of time with the mayor's knobs? Because mm-hmm. those brass knobs need to be shiny. You know what? The Swiss Army uses Mayor Dom Dom knives. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this uh, this guy, this, uh, what is the name? Elvin and Dino. These two guys, Elvin and Dino. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they can't say where these brass rails have gone. No, because they've been sold and they're probably already being converted to something at this point, according uh, to Mayor Sarno. All right. So, I mean, uh, you know, maybe maybe that's true. Maybe they were sold. Maybe they're hidden. Uh, maybe in some place like underground. Mm-hmm. Like maybe some, they inserted these rods into a brass hole. Uh-huh. I think that's possible, Could right? Be. Right? Yeah. Well, did you ever uh, touch your brass hole? <clears throat> no, I've not really spent a lot of time uh, at the brass holes, but, uh, mm. you know, you know, I guess if you got a, a lot of brass, that's where to put it. What if you uh, just rubbed your finger around the edge of the brass the brass hole? Well, I mean, I can't say I haven't done that. I mean, yeah. I, but I've not been yeah deep inside of it. I hate it when the brass hole turns green, by the way. That happens sometimes. Well, that's when you put mint jelly on it. Yeah, well, I hadn't what thought about that. but When it turns green. What's yeah, yeah. Called? You might when, wanna... it's, when it's old, it turns green. Uh, yeah. You might want to get some, uh, some, some tarnish remover back there. You know what it sounds like? Mm-hmm. What? It sounds like we're a bunch of brass holes that don't know what we're talking about. Well, that could very well be. Mm-hmm. Speaking about stealing stuff, a Walmart employee dressed up in her employee's outfit, stole stuff from a Walmart recently. Police are searching for her in Westfield. It's happened around 11.35 in the morning, July 29th. She's pictured on the surveillance camera. It's all over social media here in Western Mass. She looks pretty clear as a bell there on the photographs, wearing her Walmart vest. She entered the store to blend in and look like an employee. She then left the store with several expensive items, including two expensive vacuums. Tell you what, that's the way to do it. You want to look like you belong. I mean, yeah. the, the 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 blue Walmart smock, pretty I, standard uh, issue. I will use that example of years ago when I was with some friends and we were leaving the East Longmeadow fireworks and we had parked on one of those. I don't know. It was it was like a dirt dirt road area. I don't know what the name of the street, but it was it was off the main main sure. drag there. But you couldn't get out like. It wasn't like a sanctioned parking lot. It was just like this dirt area that people had parked on, but the line to get out was so bad because there was nobody directing traffic there. So I had in the back of my uh, my Jeep, I had uh, I had a vest. I had a uh, the, from when I worked at the railroad, and I said, "All right," I said to my friend, "You get in the driver's seat." So she got in the driver's seat. I took the vest, walked all the way up to the front of the line, and stopped traffic on the main road Mm -hmm. to let everybody out up to my car (laughs) where I then got in and then we drove away pissing all of the people who still hadn't gotten out on the other end of the parking lot. It looked official. Yeah. If you looked apart, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Everything you just said sounds totally illegal, but you know what? I don't think it's illegal. I I have to respect your moxie. That's what I'm saying. I think it would be illegal if you represented yourself as saying, I'm from the DPW or I belong to the police department. I'm just a dude with a vest. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all I did. Right. And uh, 
I didn't see any rules saying I couldn't go out and uh, tell this traffic to to hold on for a second while these other cars went out. You know, you gotta you gotta play the part. You know, it's like okay, so you got the you got the Walmart smock. You mm-hmm. probably had the the bright fluorescent mm-hmm. green traffic yeah. uh, smock. You know, if you went to if. Let's say you were looking to commit a crime at a yeah. registry of motor vehicles. You'd, you'd want to go in there with a permanent scowl and no reason to live, right? right? I mean, that's... that's, that's, that's <laughs> Blend that's in, it. yes. That's it. You want to look miserable. And yes. be like, able to be dismissive to every person that you interact with. You tell everybody uh, who walks through the door, you're in the wrong line. That's the wrong identification. You don't know anything about dismissiveness, Steve. Come on. I, Come uh, on. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I'm reading... <laughs> I I, I I wanted to find out who writes the uh, the Westfield Police social media stuff. Yeah, because they has they had fun with this story. Well, yeah, and I, and I'll just read a little bit from there. Back on July 29th at about 11:35 a.m., this female donned a very fashionable Walmart vest. What does that mean? They put on a very nice uh, vest. Yes, a fashionable. I've never heard a vest be just dis- like a. A work vest well, probably be described w- as fashionable. Could have been well tailored. I guess so. There was, they were using irony, Steve. They uh, didn't really mean that word. They well, were using I it ironically. Probably, it's a anyway. smart looking vest. Yes. It says, uh, entered the Westfield Walmart store wanting to blend in with employees like 007 and loaded up some items into her cart. Apparently, she mistook the, quote, everyday low prices for everyday no prices. Wong, 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 Nothing but comedy and laughs coming out of the Westfield Police. What was that uh, the comedy group you just mentioned? <laughs> Something in Andino? <laughs> uh, that's Elvin Andino. It's El- Elvin Andino writing <laughs> jokes before we get arrested in downtown Springfield. Hey, hey, Dino, yeah. did I tell you I just purchased a new baseball team? No, I don't have it. Yeah, guess who's playing first? Who? Oh, I don't know. Oh, what? A, <laughs> what's on second? Who's on third? I don't know, son. <laughs> Shortstop, I think, right? Is that what it was? And didn't Ware play one of the positions, too? I believe they did. And mm-hmm. as long as we're talking about Ware, a guy from Ware won the mass lottery. So you could steal stuff from Walmart or you could win it fair and square in the mass lottery. His name is Anthony Bousquet. He lives in Ware, and he got a $1 million prize before taxes. He's the richest man in Ware. Yeah, and there's a picture of him on 22 News posing with the big check there. Yeah, you see, I wouldn't want that recognition. Not in where? Especially if you live in the town of where. Mm-hmm. No you know what I mean? You get that big check. You get uh, people uh, walking up to your door in the middle of the day. Uh, good day, sir. My name is Fred. Yeah. I am a meth addict. I would like to. I would like to know if I may borrow two to three thousand dollars. Oh, absolutely fine. Thank sir. you so much, sir. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a fentanyl today. Mm. <laughs> Congratulations to Anthony Bousquet. <laughs> the, the, the wimpy of, 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 of drugs. Wow. Comic strip references from 1947 on the show. Yeah. Still funny, yeah. though. Still, still funny. You know, you take a... <laughs> You take a thing of Narcan, it's like spinach in your head, and your arms blow up, and they got big anchors on them and needles and things like that. It's 743 with back Steve and Dave. Now His eyes squints because he's had seizures from all the drug withdrawals that he's had. Now hear this coming up next on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 750 and John Mellencamp.
We're back, Stephen. Dave and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a hot weekend, uh, starting with today, sunny and a high of 89, 91 for tomorrow, and Sunday, 88. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Pat Kelly and the Rock 102 Road Crew are going to be at MGM's uh, Plaza tonight for their free music uh, Friday concert series, 7 to 9. Aquanet, New England's most authentic tribute to uh, 80s rock and metal, will be their great, great band, and uh, they'll be there at the Plaza, stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win the great Rock 102 prizes. It's tonight, 7 to 9, at the Plaza and MGM with Pat Kelly from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.51 and time. Now hear this. For this. Now hear this. I'm sorry to hear that. Great neck noise, dude. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Now hear this on Rock 102. With back Steve and Dave in the morning. Cut number one from 22 News. They caught up with Mayor Dom Sarno from Springfield all about the brass railing thief that was caught. And what his concerns are in the aftermath. Here's cut number one. It's absolutely despicable. But to do that, to deface the historic and majestic uh, Symphony Hall, and then I'm hoping... Uh, you know, that the courts send a message. Then again, the courts have not been sending any messages. Repeat violent criminal offenders, some on monitors and bracelets, gun charges, pending gun charges, out on bail. You know, things are going to have to change with our court system here. Again, nobody, no matter what creed, color, or background, wants these repeat violent criminal offenders in our neighborhoods or on our streets. But on the, on the railings, how... People can get uh, that way and, and have the, I can't say what I want to say, but have the intestinal fortitude to do that. We have cameras all over the place there. It's just absolutely despicable, and they sh- shame on them. Shame on them. Mayor Sarno using intestinal fortitude instead of the phrase he wanted to use. You know, there's ghosts out there that sit around and tell stories about Mayor Dom Dom at the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, when I go to a restaurant, yeah. the waiters tip me. Mm. <laughs> For just being lucky enough to have me as a customer. (laughs) He also said that uh, the guy they caught and busted for the theft of the brass railings, Elvin Andino, one guy, 41-year-old dude, he hopes to have him... It sounds like Dave and Busters. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It does sound like a Dave. Uh, Mayor Sarno (laughs) adding that he hopes to have Elvin Andino actually polish the new brass rails when they're put in at Symphony Uh, Hall. Mayor's going to... Have him polish those brass rails with his face. Mm-hmm. You know, you may think I popped my collar, but my shirts are just stimulated from me touching the shoulders inside. <laughs> <laughs> Clip number two from a police body cam in Oklahoma. And, you know, Mayor Sarno was talking about repeat offenders here. This could be one of those situations where a woman was being detained by police for erratic behavior. She ended up slipping out of her handcuffs while in the police cruiser, grabbing the rifle in the car. I saw this. And shooting out of the back window. Here's the audio from the police body cam. Ow! What was that? I'm hit. Yeah, I'm hit right here too, Danny. Hit in the head. We need backup immediately. We got a civilian. Whoa! We got a civilian hit. What the heck? She get out of her cups? Yeah, the bullet fragments Jesus. hitting that deputy and another man who was on the scene, just happened to be there, both sustained non-life-threatening injuries. They've been released from the hospital already. And uh, the woman, Rachel Zion Clay, has now been reapprehended. They were about to let her go. I just like the uh, cool-as-a-cucumber uh, deputy there. With yeah. Her. What'd she do? Get out of her handcuffs? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'd uh, I'd be screaming like a little schoolgirl if something like that would happen. There's obviously, I mean, this is this is an awful situation yep. to be in, but mm-hmm. there's obviously some mistakes that were made while putting this woman into the into the patrol car. You sh- there's no way that any prisoner or anybody being held in the back of a squad car should be able to access a rifle. Right. And these and these weren't like old cars or anything. I saw the video. Mm-hmm. They're like brand new blade or whatever they are, expeditions or whatever they use. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And and what, maybe she had like a bobby pin or maybe she's got like Houdini and got like double jointed wrists. No, she was still handcuffed. Right. Yeah. She got out of them somehow. I don't know how, how that happened. Yeah. But man, that was crazy. Scary situation. Again, nobody hurt, thank God, in that situation. And that woman, Rachel Zion Clay, has been incarcerated. Clip number three from your hero, Steve Kanye West, who says he doesn't think there's anything wrong with selling his clothing line straight out of trash bags. Look, man, I'm an innovator, and I'm not here to sit up and apologize about my ideas. That's exactly what the media tries to do, make us apologize for any ideas. Kanye West selling his clothing line out of trash bags, and he's good with the whole thing. Hey, if it works for him. Yeah, I guess, right? (laughs) Okay. And uh, clip number four, strippers in Los Angeles are trying to unionize. The dancers at the Star Garden Topless Dive Bar have submitted a petition to begin the process that could have them represented under the Performers Actors Equity Union. Here is one of the dancers, Reagan, describing an example of what happens at her place of employment. A customer is getting a lap dance from a dancer, and he's so drunk that he feels that he can pick up a dancer, but then he's so drunk that he falls, drops her on the floor and falls on top of her. And so now there's like people falling on the floor and the security is not doing anything. Reagan from the Star Garden Topless Dive Bar in Los Angeles. Well, I got to tell you, I think uh, I am very much pro stripper union. Mm-hmm. You know, these were these women are working hard for the money. Yeah. So hard for it, honey. And you think about all these you know, filthy dirt bags looking to get a looking to get a dance in mm-hmm. front of them for a sweaty dollar bill that's been in their pants for hours. Yep, these are not good conditions, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, these women should unionize. They should be organized and and have like a like a shop steward. And yeah. uh, imagine imagine the walkouts. Imagine the walkouts. But the unfortunate piece is. Uh, you don't get to see uh, the young, fresh hirees before you get to see the almost retired strippers first. Oh, I know. I know. And the last thing you want is to, yeah. to go and to say, I don't know, uh, the old, let's just say, for example, uh, the Magic Lantern. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's you know, there's a walkout. There's a, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're out there with their signs mm-hmm. and protests. The next thing you know, you're you're going in there looking at scab strippers. Is that what you really want to yeah, look at? nobody wants scabs. I've seen a couple of scab strippers. A matter of fact, at the very Magic Lantern. Wait, have you seen scab strippers or stripper scabs? Uh, stripper scabs. Yeah. 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 Tomato, tomato. Yeah, tomato. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, no, that's exactly what it looked like, a tomato or a tomato. <laughs> it was disgusting. Uh, my big problem with the story is that the stage name of the woman that we heard from, Reagan... Named after a U.S. president? I mean, she couldn't come up with a better stage name than that? That could very well be her real name. Yeah, right? In which case, even stupider, right? 758 with back Steve and Dave. We've got guests next hour as well, right? Uh, yeah, at uh, 845, we'll be talking to, uh, to Bernie St. George. Great event coming up on uh, on Sunday. Cigars for Soldiers in, uh, in Chicopee. 
I've been doing this one uh, this one for years. It's really a good cause, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. All right, we've got the 102-second sports and Bax's view from the couch coming up in a few minutes on Rock 102. Million dollar fine. Now, on the surface, that may seem like a much harsher punishment, and technically, it is. However, I've become fairly skeptical of these kinds of things over the years simply because it's hard for me to believe there are 24 women recounting many of the same details of Deshaun Watson's despicable behavior who are simply just making it all up. And now while there were no criminal indictments set against him after two separate grand juries, it is the words coming out of the man's mouth that have me wondering whether 11 games and a multi-million dollar fine are enough. Yesterday, following the NFL's announcement, Deshaun Watson spoke publicly that while he maintains his innocence, he apologizes to anyone who was quote-unquote triggered by the situation. He also went on to say, quote, I apologize once again for any pain this situation has caused. I take accountability for the decisions I made. So which one is it, dude? Are you innocent of exposing your genitals or touching these women with your penis or demanding sexual contact? Or are you taking accountability for your decisions? Because honestly... I'm not so sure how you do both. To me, this is the NFL's way of trying to save face and hopping, hoping that you don't notice. And neither will uh, Deshaun Watson's victims, except they will notice, especially the part where the NFL is hoping that with an 11-game suspension and a $5 million fine, you victims will finally shut up about it. I'm sure many of you will also notice that the day he comes back, he'll be facing the Houston Texans, the very team that he used to play for, before the Cleveland Browns gave him a fully guaranteed five-year contract worth $230 million despite all of these allegations that led to him being traded in the first place. Folks, this whole situation stinks, and even with the additional five-game suspension, the punishment hardly fits the crime. And Watson, the NFL, and especially the Cleveland Browns should all be ashamed of themselves. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So you got an away game, camping, tailgating? Get yourself the Weber Traveler from Rocky's. For portable gas grills on wheels, you're not going to find anything better. You pop it open, fire it up, fold it up when you're done, put it back in your trunk. The Weber Traveler, now only 400 bucks at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock one. Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and White Snake. With back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. That's going to be hot and dry once again today, tomorrow, and Sunday with highs of about 90. And uh, again, the elevated concern for fire hazard, according to the National Weather Service. Speaking of hot and dry, we are uh, pretty much in a national drought right it, inter- now. It's international. International, yeah. yeah. Um, Lake Mead. Oh, out I, there. S- I saw a story about this. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, a fifth set of human skeletal remains has been found at Lake Mead as the drought conditions continue. Uh, another set of human remains was discovered at the uh, Lake Mead on Monday, fifth set since May, and the third to be found at the lake's Swim Beach area. The National Park Service uh, rangers set up a perimeter in the Swim Beach area of Lake Mead National Recreation Area in Nevada to recover the remains after responding around 8 p.m. to a report of the grim finding. The Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department's dive team assisted in the recovery. Officials said that the Clark County Medical Examiner has also been contacted. Now that all, I mean, Lake Mead itself, I, I <clears throat> had taken uh, last year, I took the kids, we went to the, the Grand Canyon. I did this great helicopter tour of mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And they fly over Lake Mead <clears throat> and they show you along the wall that you can, you can see it, how much the level has gone down yep. in the last 30 years. Yeah, something about like 
there was some significance about 1990 if they started measuring. I think they were starting to worry that, you know, eventually this would dry up. And it's down like 30 feet. Like it's you can see where the water level once was. Right. And and now and and each layer of every year that it has gone down, you can see each line. It's almost like a ring on a on a tree. I was watching some story about this on uh, on YouTube not too long ago, and it was fascinating because you know, I mean you're absolutely right. You know this this enormous body of water, this enormous reservoir, mm-hmm. yeah, has uh, has has dried up, and there are some areas of it that are completely dried up. That's why they're discovering all this stuff. These you know these bodies, yep. these cars. There's, I mean, there's all there's kinds boat, of stuff. There's boats that have sunk to the bottom that are now showing up on yeah. shore. It's because it's, that the water is gone from the ground. Yeah, the Great Salt Lake. You know where Salt yeah. Lake City is located. Mm-hmm. It's parts of it are just like dry Dried as a up. bone now. I gotta yeah. tell you, the, the water levels here at Heritage Pond in mm-hmm. East Longmeadow are, are shockingly disturbing. Mm-hmm. Oh, the uh, the water in the Westfield River is down to a trickle. I'm pretty sure that Speck Pond is practically dried up. Yeah. But it's always uh, it's always interesting to see what pops up, you know, among the uh, the items. Uh, remember, they did Water Shops Pond over here. They purposely drained that in order to do some work over there, right? right? Isn't that what they did? They dug it out more or something? Yeah. And they found cars and all kinds of you know different stuff. It's a it's a magnet fishing cornucopia, though. Uh, that yeah, is. And that's exactly what I was thinking when mm-hmm. I'm reading this story about uh, all the things that are at the bottom of Lake Mead. And you think about like mafia hits and things like that being oh, so yeah. close to Las Vegas. I bet you some of these remains might be part of uh, connected to some crimes. These yep. are these are remains of guys who knew too much, guys yeah. who owed too much, guys who, for whatever reason, you yeah. know, ratted on some other guy. Next thing you know, they got two in a hat. Uh, but uh, we definitely need some rain. Actually, they have this. It's a. It's they call it a bathtub ring of light of light minerals. Shows how high the water line at Lake Mead near the Hoover Dam was, and it's it's a pretty significant height because the rocks are white and then it's dirt up above. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like a two tone kind of thing because right. most of it was underwater at one point, but it has so quickly evaporated that. You have this as a result. It's pretty wild. You know, we we take for granted uh, water in the, in this country. You know, especially you know areas of drinking water mm-hmm. and and clean water. You know, like the people of Flint, Michigan, a couple of years ago, yep. having problems with their water because it was uh, contaminated. Mm-hmm. And then you look at a story like this, and you're like, "Holy crap! We uh, it is a little dry." Yeah, it yeah. is a little. I mean, and and to see the video is like it, it's like. When you look at the history of Lake Mead and how deep that water had been at one time mm-hmm. and look where it is today, that's when you start to say, hey, you know, maybe there's something to this whole drought thing. Yeah. yeah. And climate change, <clears throat> you know, m- maybe not global warming because that's a bad term, but climate change, I believe. Although, you know, there have been periods in history when we've gone through this kind of thing before. The Dust Bowls of the 1930s where much of America was without water. <clears throat> For crops, so, yeah, uh, it's scary. Yeah, it's uh, gonna find out uh, who that was at the bottom of the lake. Hey, that's Ricky. Mm-hmm. 
Ricky Lake. Get it? That's, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's oh, I got him. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. I see you. Man, yeah, I, I haven't you. seen him yeah. in uh, 20 years since yeah. he owned money that loan shark. Yeah. Who was the mobster that was allegedly buried underneath Giants Stadium in New Jersey? When I was it? supposed to have been Jimmy Hoffa, Jimmy but Hoffa, I think right. we all know that didn't happen. Yeah. But years ago um, on the New Jersey Turnpike near Giants Stadium, there was this giant billboard for the History Channel, and it had... A face picture of Jimmy Hoffa, and it said, plus an arrow pointing at Giant Stadium, and it says, equals question mark, yeah. find out on the History Channel. That's I thought it was end. great marketing. Good marketing. For them. Absolutely. Very Maybe he's, well he's going to surface from some dried up river in New Jersey. Like, what is it, the Passaic River? I don't, I don't think they'll ever find his remains. Yeah. I think that uh, that, from all those shows that I've watched, that he was maybe ground into pieces at some point. That you'll you'll never be able to. Well, recover. what was that movie that was just uh, like on uh, like Netflix? The one with the you know Robert De Niro and Joe Joe Pesci. Oh, the Irishman. Is that? The uh, one? I think that may have been it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they kind of explain uh, you know what happened to Jimmy. Yeah, you know, Al Pacino was was Jimmy Hoffa. Right. And uh, yeah, they kind of get around to it. Well, they kind of get around to well, it. Well, I mean, they don't want it. They don't. I mean, that's the insiders say this is what happened. But you never know what kind of creative license was taken. But, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, they're down there. Um, it, this just doesn't seem like this Lake Mead's ever going to recover from this kind of thing. And you're talking about the the drinking water source for the city of Las Vegas, which uh, there are going to be a lot of thirsty people out there. You know, it's funny you bring that up, Steve. I think it may get solved, but in the way opposite fashion, I think meteorologists are calling for some sort of, like, mega storm that they're forecasting over the West Coast. It's going to happen sometime in the next couple of years. Is anyone uh, undergoing the building of, say, an ark? Right. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Like, if this megastorm hit, they're saying it's going to be catastrophic in the opposite regard from the dry conditions we're having now. So, it, you know, the Earth has a way of solving its own problems. By the way, uh, I'm being told it did not evaporate. They just use more water from the reser reservoir then uh, then goes back into the reservoir. So stop using so much damn water. Mm -hmm. The hell's your problem? There's plenty of other things to drink in Nevada. You know, but, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like you're telling people who live out in the middle of the desert to stop using so much water. Mm -hmm. That's like the only thing you want to use while you're out there. I remember walking down Las Vegas Boulevard, probably going through four or five bottles of water in uh, maybe a 45-minute period because it's so it's 120 degrees outside. Mm -hmm. I saw some dumb story of, I don't know, this is California or Nevada, but there were some people who were actually pulling up their front yards yep. you know, and removing the grass from their front yard because they're on a water restriction mm -hmm. for, uh, for watering it. And so what some people have done is they've laid down, you know, like turf, yeah. astroturf sure. on, their, uh, on their front yards yep. instead of actual grass. But... Either way, they're still uh, they're still grabbing their hoses and washing the astroturf off because it does have a tendency to collect dirt and dust. Well, not just that; dogs still go to the bathroom on it. Yes, so that's uh, they're st they're not really paying attention to the water restriction. <laughs> right. They're just not really looking to grow extra turf, using it to clean their yards instead of to grow the grass. It's wow. a you got to do what you got to do, right? Yep, right. Day 21 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Wings. We love them. And we're going to celebrate our favorite finger food with the wing thing. Van Halen on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. The video 
version of that song features a protagonist named Waldo, who's an awkward boy with large glasses and a bow tie, voiced by Phil Hartman, the late Phil Hartman. Oh, no kidding. I didn't really think it was Phil. reading that right now. Interesting. Yeah. The, thing, the things you learn. Uh, Miss Canada, by the way. Donna Rupert from 1981 was the chemistry teacher, and Lillian Muller was the phys ed teacher. Uh, coming up uh, in a little bit in uh, this hour, we'll be talking to uh, Bernie St. George. Uh, Cigars for Soldiers is happening on Sunday at the Portuguese American Club on Exchange Street in Chicopee. It's a really cool event. They do a really cool thing uh, for uh, our military, and I'm going to be uh, hosting it uh, for like the, I don't know, like the 30th year in a row. And so uh, we'll be talking to him about what's uh, being planned on Sunday. It's always a really nice event, steak dinner, mm-hmm. raffles, all of real cool stuff. Nice. You know, there's uh, 50 different words in green eggs and ham. Hmm. I didn't know that. I know there were 50 ways to leave your lover. Well, yeah. You could have saved that for today. I learned on Monday, Steve. I could have saved uh, all of this stuff, but since we're doing fun facts, why not join in on the fun? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's only 50 words. That's it. On Sunday in Florida, is it illegal for a single woman to do what? Smoke. Skydive. Hmm. It is? Yeah. Why? Eh, it's one of those old laws on the books. Uh-huh. Those old blue laws. Old blue laws. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, why- no parachuting women on... Uh, on Sundays. Why? Because they're supposed to be in the kitchen making pancakes for the family? Um, if that's the wow, hill you want to die on, Dave, geez. then that's the hill you should die on. Wow. That's Joking. Right. Your, your, your girlfriend here, yeah. you say that? Actually, Joking. I, I had a complaint about you, but... Did uh, you? Oh, 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 I'll wait. To... <laughs> and I'll save the ones I've well, had about I, you, too. I, I have to, to edit it. <laughs> it's uh, 831 News is next on Rock 102. Here's your West. Here's Dave Coombs. The Basketball Hall of Fame's decision to cut ties with Rock 102's Mayflower Marathon led to a meeting yesterday with John DeLeva, the president and CEO of the Basketball Hall of Fame, also backs from Rock 102, reps from Colebrook Realty, the Open Pantry, and also Representative Carlos Gonzalez, all of whom were trying to get some firm answers on why the Basketball Hall of Fame decided to pull out of the event and uh, maybe to listen to some ideas for the future as well. Yeah, no, we didn't really get any uh, real answers other than to say what they've already said, and that is they can't... uh they can't give up all that uh, available parking for just 52 hours uh, in November. Uh, but they did come up with a, a plan, uh, like a six-point plan of ideas that they uh, you know, would hope that we could uh, coordinate uh, with them. Some of the things on the, uh, on the, on the plan are, uh, are potentially usable, some things that we've already done. But, uh, you Start know, a GoFundMe account. Yes. Yeah, that would that would might uh, that might be helpful. But uh, what we are positive about is uh, it ain't going to be at the Hall of Fame and it ain't going to be in their parking lot. It is, however, going to be in Springfield. And we're hoping to have an answer for everybody by September 1st. But a lot of the uh, the proposals that we've had so far, we need to kind of go over with a fine tooth comb to make sure that they are what's best for the open pantry. There's a lot to consider. There's a lot of moving parts and we may be able to incorporate the best of everyone's ideas. But uh, just be patient. By September 1st, we hope to have an answer. 41-year-old Elvin Andino. One guy. Are you sure about that? Because I'm not uh, convinced. I, well, Sounds like a Dave and Buster's to me. Writing jokes for the Westfield Police Department. Maybe that too, which we could get to again. But this guy was busted for stealing the brass rails from Symphony Hall. He's had more than 50 
previous arrests and arraignments, and Mayor Sarno commending the police for their swift action in arresting Andino, and Mayor Sarno hoping that Andino will be forced to polish the new rails that will be installed at Symphony Hall because they can't find the stolen rails. They're probably gone already. What is the, uh, did you mention yesterday the cost of brass? This is not exactly a cheap fix. Is it 210 a pound, something like that, I think I said? But there's a lot of pounds yeah, oh in, yeah. uh, in one rail. Yeah. These are heavy enough to have to be taken away by car or truck. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what, without them, it's very difficult to walk up those stairs. Very difficult. Good point. Listen, you brass hat. <laughs> How come the brass hat's never from Massachusetts? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mayor Sarno, no, I'm not even going to bother. Good question. It is a it's a great question. Hey, after nearly four years after the brutal prison murder of Winter Hill gangster James Whitey Bulger in West Virginia, West Springfield mob hitman Freddie Gias indicted Wednesday in connection with the slaying, along with two other guys, Paul DiCollegero and Sean McKinnon. Gias serving life in prison for the 2000 murder conspiracies of Springfield mob boss Adolfo Big Al Bruno as well and his low-level mob associate, Gary Westerman, whom Gius shot in the head and then bludgeoned with a shovel and then buried in a ditch in Agawam. Yeah, Freddie's got some impulse control issues, I think. You know, it just, uh, it just sounds like uh, it gets an ocean in his head, and uh, next thing you know, someone's getting hurt. I'm sure there's anger management classes. In I'm sure he's learning that and a trade. Mm-hmm. 22 News reporting on a... Trash and homeless encampment on the banks of the Chicopee River. Look at these beautiful Adirondack chairs. <laughs> well, we were talking about that yesterday. They were. The prisons. And the tents that they have set up here, they look first class. Oh, I'm sure they were bought at L.L. Uh, Bean or REI or Cabela's. Yeah. <laughs> Cabela's. There, there's hammocks. There's no Cabela's around here. No? <laughs> A dicks, maybe. Oh, yeah, we can find that, too. Yeah. Plenty of dicks. But actually, I'm glad uh, we talked about that. Yesterday, I went to Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah. For some sporting goods. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. The line at Dick's Sporting Goods was to the back of the store. What's going on at Dick's? I don't know. And they had enough employees. It wasn't like, uh, you know, there were lacking employees there. Uh, w- what is everybody doing? Was there like a big sale at Dick's or something? No. You know what? It hit me, though, on the way home. Uh, a lot of fall sports are starting up. I mm. bet you there's a lot of people in there buying stuff for their kids, like cleats and whatnot. Yep. Yeah. Back to and, school. Uh, yep. All I wanted was a thermometer. From and Dick's? I, yeah. Now, is this uh, the the uh, the Dick's in West Springfield? Yeah. Because there's a Dick's going into the uh, the Holyoke Mall. All right. I Dick's always, are finally going in there? Uh, I always thought Holyoke had their share. I was good. Yeah. Well, what, what They're you mostly a- on the parade committee. <laughs> Yeah. What do you get a thermometer at Dick's for? I don't like what kind of thermometer? A meat thermometer. It uh, oh. they have infrared thermom- thermometers oh. for like thirty bucks. You and because uh, I'm doing this whole smoking thing on the grill. Gotcha. So which I did the- a chicken by the way yesterday. The nice. whole bird. Yeah, dude. I, never again will I uh, resort to that Costco chicken for five dollars. I can get one for less than $5 and do it myself. Granted, it will take about three hours, but it was delicious. Did you try uh, with the beer can up its uh, body cavity? No, no. I did low and slow. Mm. So I smoked it, 
Uh-huh. And then you turn up the heat to crisp up the outside. Yes. It was absolutely delicious with a hardwood apple uh, wood smoke. I feel like I'm, uh, I, again, I feel like I'm the master baster here. You Look at you, man. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what, you're like a grill master yeah. all of a sudden. And how was your Dick's thermometer? Did it work? I didn't even buy it because mm-hmm. I uh, saw the to- line and I said, uh, there's too many Dick's in here. I got to leave. Eventually, I want to buy one. I just figured, you know what? I'm driving by here anyway. Yeah. Let me just stop in and grab one. And uh, I, I, you can go online and get an instant read thermometer. I know anyway. I could. I was just looking to get one, you know, immediately. Sure, but I don't really need one immediately. Yeah. Bubba and Kit, the harbor seals living at the Woods Hole Science Aquarium in Cape Cod, had an unexpected visitor earlier this week. A woman dove into the seal pool. She scaled a barrier. Hopped into the water alongside the seals, a witness telling news people on the job that the woman got off her bike, went around the edge, and dove right into the water. Yeah, that's usually a very big mistake. Well, I don't know. The seals look so friendly to me. Yeah, except when they're, like, chomping on your flesh or, you know, anything like that. You know, my mechanic said I blew a seal, and I said, fix my damn car and leave my private life out of this. Comedy gold there, Steve. Kippadada. Yes. Kippadada. Yeah, that was a that wet song, dream. Wet song dream. was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. We played that back a yeah, long time ago. Every radio station yeah. played that back a long time ago. Yeah. You had a bad case of the clams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great stuff. In West Springfield, there's a new roundabout coming in. It's part of a $3.8 million upgrade planned for Elm Street. Construction set to begin next June. It will provide better traffic flow. There will also be pedestrian signage, benches, flowers, and some additional beautification added to the new roundabout, according to West Springfield Mayor Will Reichelt. Beautification. Green grass. What else do you need in the middle of a rotary? High tides? Yes, high tides as well. Yeah, green grass and high tides. Mm -hmm. Another classic rock reference. Oh, I'm dropping them left and right. I know, here, I know. Even I'm, though we I'm, hate, I'm very busy. Even though we hate our format, or no, we hate the music that we play. No, we do. We never said we hated our format. Yeah. Just, there's just some songs that we've heard enough. That, <sighs> see, again, you've mischaracterized that, Dave. Mm-hmm. It's not that we hate the music. We just hate the fact that the same songs play over and over and over again. Right. Yeah, I mean, looking at you putting words into our mouth. Thank God you didn't do that during the dick story. No, <laughs> God, no. Yeah, that was all your own doing. He put dicks in our mouth. I couldn't ah. believe it. I think people understood, Steve. Well, I just had to point out the joke because that's what we do. Go ahead. A Western Mass Mass guy is apparently looking for love on TV. His name is Joel Beerwurt. He's from Northampton, works as a welder and a fabricator. He's also a bodybuilder, and he's one of the new stars of Love Island USA on the Peacock Network. (laughs) Network. (laughs) That's a funny word. It is. Uh, Beerwurt added to the cast of that show this week, and among the fun facts on his bio, he went to his senior prom less than 24 hours after an emergency appendectomy. That's, uh, and yet now he's looking for love. Yeah. Despite all the abdominal scarring. On Love Island, USA. And speaking of TV, streaming services have now overtaken cable television for the first time ever. Streaming numbers... Jumping in July over 22%, capturing a record total of all television viewership, according to Nielsen's monthly ratings. 34.8% of people watching on TV streaming, that's more than cable TV, which was down another 8.9% in July. I got to tell you, 
I've been uh, kind of there for the last few years. If it weren't for live sports on yep. TV, I don't think I'd be watching anything. Me too, but I get cable. the live sports on Hulu, which is another streaming app. So I'm all right. streaming right now. I know, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not there yet. Because I mean, I'm already. I'm already paying for Hulu, and I'm not paying for mm-hmm. that uh, for that service yet. Right. But uh, yeah, I got enough now where it's almost as much as my cable. Yeah, bill. I know. That's her. I dr- yeah. I, uh, I dropped the cable. Yep. Me too. Yeah. But but you're right though, Bax. Like you can drop the cable and then you can start adding all these apps, and before you know it, you're paying more than you were for the cable. Hey, did you hear about this uh, guy in Pennsylvania with the body parts? No. A Pennsylvania man was arrested on Thursday after police found multiple five-gallon buckets of human remains in his basement, and an investigation revealed that he was allegedly buying stolen body parts over Facebook. I have never seen anything listed on Marketplace like that. Well, you know, Christmas is only three months away. Uh, 40-year-old Jeremy Pauly is facing charges of receiving stolen property, yada, yada, yada. Police originally received uh, complaints in June of body parts being sold on Facebook. On July 8th, police served a search warrant at Pauly's residence where they allegedly found human brains, heart, livers, skin, and lungs inside three five-gallon buckets in his basement. The the thing is, they don't say what he was going to do with them. What what do you do with a bucket full of body parts? Resell them again on the open. I mean, because you get a lot of money on the black market for but, but body parts. For like for what though? I mean, these are they're they're from medical stu- they're like medical bodies, and and then mm-hmm. uh, when the when the bodies are no longer being used by medical students, this guy went to the dumpster and started grabbing all the body parts and then uh, selling them on Facebook. Who's okay? This guy's got a problem. Yeah. I, I could see that. You got mental illness. You want you want, oh I gotta get all these body parts. But who else has mental illness that's buying these things on Marketplace? You know, And do you meet at a safe space like a police department in order to make the exchange so you don't get screwed out of your money? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. You know, I was uh, watching this uh, fascinating documentary of this, uh, this doctor, scientist, who uh, found some information from his grandfather on how to reanimate dead flesh. And uh, he created this... Uh, this guy, uh, enormous uh, fella, mm-hmm. and uh, had to uh, get a brain, a, a good brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hans Delbruck, I believe, was the uh, the brain he was trying to get. Well, mm-hmm. one thing leads to another, and he gets this uh, brain from this uh, person named Abby uh, something. Abby what? Abby normal. And he uses that brain inside his uh, his creature, which he reanimates. You put an abnormal brain in my specimen? Oh, you've seen this. Yes, it's called Young Frankenstein with Gene Wilder. Yeah, there's a m- marvelous documentary. <clears throat> I'll have to put it on my list. He must have had an enormous Schwanzstucker. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just curious again with the body part trade. You know, this this guy would be if we didn't want to get caught. He should have dressed himself up as the meat van man out in Westfield <laughs> who was selling those T bones out of his van, the Amazon van. You know, he should have. Hey, I got, uh, I got a couple of kidneys and some livers. Anybody, uh, anybody up for some uh, spinal cord? There's probably some doctor somewhere who will do transplants for you using those body parts at a cut rate cost. I see you got a smoker there. Uh, how long do you think a liver takes on that? <laughs> oh, 225, low and slow. Well, and you got the thermometer to make sure it comes out right That's now. That's right. 847 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, 850 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, great event coming up on Sunday. I've been doing this uh, event uh, with these guys for, I believe, 57 years. And uh, every year, it uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's Cigar for Soldiers. It's going to be at the Portuguese American Club on uh, Sunday in uh, Chicopee. And in the studio to talk about it is uh, one of its organizers, Bernie St. George. Good to see you. 
Good to see you, sir. Good, good morning. To, good to see us. you come uh, come to the studio after just spending two weeks in Portugal. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it's been tough. The time change is kicking my butt. Yeah, I bet. Tell us about, uh, first of all, tell us about what uh, Cigar for Soldiers is all about. So Cigar for Soldiers, is uh, our mission is to uh, support local military and um, to actually send some a little bit of home to the troops that are that are deployed overseas. So uh, the bulk of what we do goes to a local organization, the uh, Westover Galaxy Community Council, and that's how we do our local support. It goes all goes through them. It's it's for the uh, for the uh, um, uh, airmen and all the services that are represented over at Westover, um, and then and then ship some some you know hundreds of cigars to those who are deployed. It's a it's a it's a really cool event, you know, for for people who go. You don't have to smoke cigars while you're there. No, beautiful, no, I, beautiful steak dinner. Uh, that you know, you got a band playing. There's loads of uh, of of uh, prizes on raffles. Loads of great stuff. Yeah, we the the outpouring is is ab- absolutely tremendous. Whenever we speak with anybody uh, about our local military, they're 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 very forthcoming. They 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 give and give and give. Just you know, what can we do for you? And uh, you're right. Uh, I would say 60 percent of the people that attend have nothing to do with cigars. They want nothing to do with cigars. But we do have that. So, that, you know, out, outside Karen from uh, Cigar Room 2, she comes out. She does an, a tremendous job. She does cutting, lighting. Um, she does all the uh, um, uh, education for those who want it. She's got cigars there for them. But that's that's the outside part of the event. The inside is where all the other cool stuff happens. Uh, the raffles that you spoke of. I mean, we got everything from uh, Savage Arms Rifle to, to a uh, Golden Diamond Pendant from uh, Ted's Creative Jewelers to to uh, awesome uh, pelican coolers. Yeah. I mean everything from 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 big to small down, down to you know so like gift certificates to local restaurants, barbershops, things like that. So there's something for absolutely everybody. I haven't uh, I haven't won a major prize over there yet. <laughs> well, you got to buy a ticket. Yeah, no, I'm on buy. I no, when I go, I buy tickets I mean, because I I want to win something. I haven't had uh, any of the big stuff yet. You know, like uh, there's been a couple times I walked around and it's like this big you know, you know, humidor of uh, of cigars. Well, yeah, that would be kind of cool to have a humidor <laughs> in the house, but uh, haven't won that one yet. You know yeah. what, uh, Mister Cheapskate over here needs to spend more money on tickets. That's Dude, what it comes listen. down. That's what it comes down to. I I drop my share of cash at this <laughs> thing. You you believe that? And by the way, being your name is Bernie, uh, do you want to steal from the Bernie Sanders campaign and say "Feel the burn" oh, for the event? Oh, feel the Same. burn, yeah. burn. I should be your market. I like your that. I like that. You're my new guy. Thank yeah. you. I think that's outstanding. I write jokes for the Westfield Police Department. <laughs> <laughs> but what? So what else? You got the the band uh, this yeah, year? Yeah, uh, Ben Cottonwood is coming. These guys are tremendous. I don't. Uh, but they, they used to be a, a major staple out in this area. Uh, they went away for a little bit, but they're back. And uh, we just heard them down at the Student Prince uh, a couple of months ago for the event down there. And uh, they they just they blew us away. And uh, they're going to be they're going to be playing for us uh, this awesome. Sunday. Yeah, we also have a free cornhole tournament that goes on during the event um, with a grand prize. We got a, a cornhole set, which is the grand prize. So. Uh, the the teams that make it toward the end, that's what they play on, and then the winning team gets to take it home. That's right. And in, uh, this is not the first time you've done the cornhole tournament. If I'm not nope, mistaken, nope. the last time, last couple of years, you've had it. Yep. Every year we do it. That's that's our that's our grand prize, and uh, it's been pretty cool. It's it's been very very uh, well received, and people seem to really have a great time with it. You mentioned that sixty percent of the attendees don't smoke cigars, have nothing to do. I'm, I'm like, I'm one of those guys. I don't smoke cigars, but I actually love the smell of cigar smoke. I, I golf with my buddies; they'll always light up a cigar and they'll say, "Do you mind?" I said, "No, I actually like it. It reminds me of my grandfather used to smoke cigars, and so just the smell of them is cool alone." How many different cigars can you know people 
tr- uh, try out and or, or at uh, least buy or purchase. Well, like Karen brings a whole boatload of yeah. stuff with her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she brings a lot. Um, uh, so she might. I, I'm not sure. This hasn't been confirmed. She may have a, a representative from Georgia State's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're hoping uh, they can make it out. But she brings she brings a whole ton of stuff, and a few of her people come out with her to help her out. And uh, and she really does a great job. Yeah, she's helped us at the Big Bonk and Smoke for years. Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. And, so you know what production she puts on. Absolutely, she puts on a hell of a cigar spread. And 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 you know she she's. She's bringing some of the premium stuff yeah, along with it, too. good stuff. It ain't, oh, uh, yeah. it's not like a black and mild. Yeah. No, you're not getting, the, the Dutch <laughs> yeah. masters are a, a pack uh, and a white owl. Uh, can I get a pack of backwoods here, please? <laughs> Tipperillo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gar- we could do Philly Blunts if we really yeah, tried. Oh, could, oh, you could God. do that. Oh, yeah. Please, please, please don't bring <laughs> <Yeah>. those. <laughs> God. But uh, Karen being there brings a good point. A lot of people think this is just a guy's cigar smoking event, and that's yeah. not the case. Half mm-hmm. half the people that come are women. No. I mean, my wife comes there. My daughters come there. They're, they're all a part of it. My wife comes yeah. with me every year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So 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 uh, don't be afraid of that. You know, if, if you're out there thinking you're on the edge, thinking, oh, I don't smoke cigars, and I don't know if I want to bring my wife. Ab- it's for everybody. Yeah. Well, everybody 21 and over. Mm-hmm. All right, we don't want anybody under 21. Um, but, uh, yeah. 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 I mean, so get, get rid of the stigma that it's some kind of boys club thing. It's yeah. for everybody. It's, right. it's, it's right. not a cigar smoker. Yeah. This, is, it, this is all about you know, helping uh, our, our, our military. That's exactly what it's for. Uh, all, all proceeds uh, uh, go, go toward to the military 100%. You guys are doing a great job. Thank Keep you. it up. Yep. Uh, what uh, what time does things uh, kick off? On uh, so Sunday? this thing, uh, the doors open at two o'clock. We have our opening ceremony uh, at three, which are the uh, the Hoyle Caledonians. Uh, they come out. They play for us. They they lead in the colors. Colors get posted. Vanessa Ford sings the national anthem, and then it's game on. Yeah. Uh, the stakes start flying. The the cornhole bags start flying, and the raffle tickets start being sold. So doors open at two. Um, it goes until seven p.m. I'll tell you, I've left in the past at eleven p.m. There's still been people there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's it's going to be a great day. It's a cigar for soldiers at the Portuguese American Club, one forty nine Exchange Street in Chicopee. Bernie St. George, great to see you. See you on Sunday. Thank you so very much. Appreciate the support. Absolutely. It's 857 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Rock 102 and the Tommy Car.